Welcome back, Webheads. It's me, your host, DeMarco. And it's me, your other host, Steven. This is that podcast where we go through every Marvel event from 1939 to present. And we're not even close to present. It's crazy because it's like they were so spread out before and now they're getting so much closer together. We went from 1939 to 1990 in like a year of doing the podcast. And now from 1990 to 2022, if we were to do this at once a week, every week, for it would we wouldn't get to the present comics until 2027 or something like that. That's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah. So 20, or what is that, 32 years of events? Happened in... Hap- we, doing one a week, we wouldn't... Uh, we wouldn't get to 2022 almost for another four and a half, five years. When it took us Maybe one year more. for what, 60 years? For, uh, for uh, 50 years. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. And then that's that's only to get us to 22. So oh, and at that time, there's still going to be more coming there's out. There's still going to so. be another. Five years of events after that, and they're still coming out frequently. So we're just gonna shoot these off. Just <laughs> yeah, we gotta. We might. One point, we might start putting out two or three episodes a week. Just get them out there. We gotta catch up. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever make it to present. That shit's gonna <laughs> take forever. We're just gonna backlog hella episodes. You, you guys read those and you tell us. Yeah. How about you guys start doing the episodes? <laughs> But uh, this week, uh, yeah, we're back. So we're back to our normal broadcasting. Thanks for having us. We'll be back in a second. Hello, hello, hello. haven't done much since our last episode nope um but one thing we did i wanted to talk about was um that wonder man casting mm-hmm. wonder man it, it's it's always funny to me when we get announcements for marvel stuff mm-hmm. and they're not like official but no one ever like it's always like so-and-so has been cast as so-and-so but it's not coming from marvel and it's not like a big announcement it's just you read it somewhere, and that's just fact now. Yeah. You know? And, then, <laughs> and that's just it. Like, we find out, like, later on, Kevin Feige's like, oh, yeah, you know, we're happy to have so-and-so on. Yeah. Or some producer says it, and it's just like, your big announcement was just handled by some guy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that news came from, <laughs> but everybody ran with it. It was news for, like, two days. <laughs> Was uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen? Yeah, for uh, Wonder Man, he he's cast as Wonder Man. Um, so what? Do, it's not that I'm not excited. Mm-hmm. I just remember an interview he did mm-hmm. a while back that made it seem like he wasn't really interested in doing 
comic book stuff. So that's why I'm kind of like, I mean, hey, like most of the actors doing this maybe just be doing it for the paycheck. Yeah. You know, because they're superhero movies. I'm make. sure most of them don't know like the background yeah. of the characters. Like, Which is fine. I, I'm not yeah. going to complain. But like this interview, he sounded so like, he's like, let me, I pulled it up too just to make sure I wasn't like. <laughs> Making it up. Yeah. Says he calls his DC role, because he was in Aquaman, mm-hmm. calls his DC role clown work before explaining how f- how it fits into his career. And so everything should be about getting to the truth, but sometimes you got to know which movie or genre you're in. Something like Aquaman, that's clown work. Aquaman is not the trial of Chicago 7. You got to get over yourself. In order to survive and to do it well, you have to play that game and when... And then be crafty about when you want to surprise the audience, the director, or yourself with a little bit of a wow. I didn't expect to see Chavakian, I don't know that word, uh, or August Wilson and Aquaman, but I did. But it kind of just sounded like you just like, this is for like, I'm just here for the paycheck. Yeah, I don't no, care I, what I, it get, is. I get a little bit of what he's saying. Like, it's definitely not like. <coughs> It's not like a, an American History X or like some other like the Godfather, yeah, Goodfellas, whatever. Like it's not something Martin Scorsese likes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so like I I get that part of it, and there's there's some truth to it. Like it's not there's these aren't real stories. They're just made up things. Yeah. So there's not probably tons of like heart behind a lot of it and i get i get it It, it's definitely i I, we i don't think we see it as clown work and i don't think that we see it as like a like oh this person only does like comic book movies like oh they're a shit actor like no we just talked about chadwick boseman being what he is to everybody so like is i i don't see it that way but even I think some actors take themselves a little too seriously, and it sounds like that's where he was at that time, where it's just like, like yeah, I'll do this stuff, but it's like it's not, yeah, like on my list of like what I've done, it's not like super high. Yeah, and I guess it it was, for me, it was more or less like yeah, him just holding himself to like I'm, I'm better than this, but I need to pay my AT and T bill. Yeah. Like, okay, like calm down, like. At the end of the day, you're still doing a job. Yeah. And, like, even if you do this job, the people that are watching are the ones who are judging your your work, you know? So, yeah. like, you do a bad enough job at your job, mm-hmm. we're going to be the ones to say, we don't want to see you anymore, and then you're... Yeah, there's plenty of actors I just don't want to see. Yeah. Uh, so, not yeah. to say that I don't like him or his acting or anything, but, like... I just, after reading that, and that was from, like, a year or two ago or something, but after reading that, I've just always kind of been, like, oh, he won't do, like, superhero movies or Mm. superhero stuff or anything. But Yeah, maybe this might be, maybe they got him with this one because, like, um, Wonder Man is, in some of the comics, he's, like, uh, just wants to be famous, really. Just wants to be, like... Like, hey, like, uh, yeah, you had Tony Stark, but you never had me. <laughs> like, like I'm the biggest guy out here. And, it, like, super, like, Hollywood or whatever. Yeah. So maybe, like, maybe they're they're pulling him in with something like that. Like, 
no, this isn't like a superhero kind of thing. Like, like you're like you're a superhero, but with that sideline like, stuff, yeah. like you're playing in like kind of like this. with uh, like with She Hulk. Yeah, like, it was like the whole lawyer kind of thing, but like no, you're still a superhero, but. <laughs> fight it all you want but like this is what people know you as but i i'm excited I'm, I'm still kind of excited for it i don't know when it's gonna come out yeah we there's like no information about it at no. all and this could all be false <laughs> <laughs> none of this could be true i uh, the one thing i like if they do end up going through with it and everything mm-hmm. uh because his his brother is the grim Re- grim reaper mm-hmm. and i always found that villain like interesting for some reason yeah so i'm curious to how they would like make him look on screen or um or even wonder man like his backstory in the comics is like nuts so i'm curious to see if like he would even go close to that route or if he's just gonna like something's gonna happen or yeah well he vision in the comics uh was basically built off of wonder man yeah, his brain waves. Yeah, and then because Wonder Man, so Wonder Man died after that, right, or before that? He died before that. I think the Avengers were like, let's just keep his brain waves just yeah. in case we could bring him back. And then they built Vision. There's like, hey, we got this floppy yeah. disk. And then that's where uh, Vision and Wanda started their relationship. Mm-hmm. But Vision's also, it's Wonder Man and Hank Pym, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's where Vision and Wanda started their relationship. And then uh, Grim Reaper, which is Simon's brother, mm-hmm. felt like when he when Wonder Man did come back, that that wasn't really him. Yeah. And so now they're like enemies because yeah. he feels like that's not his real brother. I, I, people, I keep seeing people saying that they want Wonder Man and Wanda to... Uh, kind of get together in the MCU and I don't want that. Why would I mean Because in the comics they like Oh yeah, they she, did have a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh Vision was gone and then because they had like the same brain waves and stuff, they she ended up being with Simon. I think Wanda just needs to work on herself. She definitely needs to work on herself. <laughs> she had a big <laughs> a big uh big year last year. Yeah, she had a lot of loss in her life <laughs> recently, and I don't think that she needs to be in a relationship yeah. with anybody. Not for a really long time. <laughs> and then there was uh, rumors, well, they're saying that Vision's going to get his own show, too. Oh, Vision Quest. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know if it's confirmed. If it ever comes out, cool. <laughs> we have no inside no. of any of this. Nothing. nothing. <laughs> I know... No more than most of you guys <laughs> on this stuff. So we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, is there, I meant to ask this before, is there any actor, we'll, we'll make this quick, but is there any actor who hasn't been in the MCU that you would like to see in the MCU anywhere? Um, just off the top of my head, I can't really think... Of anybody, I can only really think of, like, people I've seen in other stuff that, like, I liked. Mm -hmm. Like, Adam Driver or John Boyega, I think, would be good. Who would they be? Don't know. 
Um, I don't want John Boyega to go through this shit. They did him so like the Star Wars fans did him so shitty. Yeah, when he was there, and I feel like the Marvel fans are starting to get there. But I feel like he, unless you give him the right character. Yeah, I would definitely want him to have a character that's not just going to be like a, a villain in a movie and dies in the movie. Yeah. Um, if he's going to be a villain or hero, I want I would want him to kind of carry on for at least a few films at least. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I feel like, yeah, I feel like just like those two for now. Like, there's some other people um, that I I've heard are rumored to be in other Marvel stuff right now, but mm. nothing official. Uh, but I'm really up for anybody. Because at this point, like, I see announcements, and mm. I'm just like, huh, I didn't really see them as that character, but I'm always open to just... I kind of want to see some comedy actors in there. I, w- I kind of want to see the Waynes Brothers in there. <laughs> I don't know doing what, but <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing Marlon and Sean in there. And Damian Wayne's Jr. Yeah, I could see him being in there. I want to see Lamar Morris in there, too. Yeah. Or just random people. Like, I don't, like, people that I wouldn't expect to be in there. Yeah, it's always, like, I wouldn't mind seeing Denzel Washington. Yeah. Denzel would be, I don't know what he would be, something. A lot of people want him as uh, Blue Marvel. Yeah, that would be good. I I just, like, the only thing is I just want, like, I just want actors that want to be there. Like, they want to stick around for a bit. Yeah. Like, as long as you're not just going to do, like, one and then, like, oh, no, this isn't for me. Like, and then just dip out. Like, so, like, Denzel would be good for Blue Marvel, but I don't know if he would want to do, like. He could do a special presentation. Yeah. Because the reason I say Denzel is I was watching Screen Crush. Mm -hmm. I think it was Screen Crush. I know. I think it was the Nando V movies, and you were talking about the special special presentation, mm-hmm. and he said Blue Marvel would be a good candidate for that, yeah. and especially if Denzel wanted to do it because a lot of his story is him in like the '60s or whatever, mm-hmm. and he barely comes into the present at all. So if he didn't want to continue it, they can just tell a story that takes place during Vietnam, yeah, and then. He just retires, and that's pretty much it. And that, because him and Blue Marvel and um, and Monica Rambo aren't related, right? No, but you could in the MCU. Yeah, get them related, and then that gives um, Monica uh, kind of like a history of like having powers. And then going through the the hacks kind of just ramped it up to a ten. Mm, true. And then yeah, like I like the the special the pre- special presentations like you can do so much with it. Yeah. Now that they have those, they can yeah it, it kind of changes the game on mm-hmm. how they can tell their stories. Because you can even just use it to like explain like the story to the like if you were doing like the Kree Scroll War like you could. Give us a, an hour-long history on, like, why they've been fighting all these years. Yeah. And then we go into the movie, and then, cool. Yeah, it's almost like a like a forward in a book or something. Yeah. 
Kevin, I know you need a break. <laughs> Just call me up. I can hit some of these special, <laughs> special presentations. I got ideas, man. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I can probably get Denzel into this. You got that Disney money. You yeah. know, you can you can afford all They're this. They're giving you a green light nonstop, <laughs> man. Those lights don't change. Even even <laughs> your fails have just been like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> so if you got the green light, I can at least get a yellow light. <laughs> I can at least get the people in the room. So uh, I'll, I'll send you my email. I'll DM you something. <laughs> We can figure this out. And I'm not super expensive either. <laughs> Man, you, you better hit me before I hit this Powerball too. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm, I'm coming for your job. <laughs> but uh, da, 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 what was I going to say? So what do we got today? Today we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay. Is it called Quest for the Shield? or? Yes. Yeah, Quest for the Shield. Okay. Now, these aren't the, let me preface this by saying this isn't your typical idea of the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, we've seen this team a few times already. Yeah. I think the Korvac saga Mm -hmm. um, and a few other times with, with the event. They're from the 31st century, but they hang out a lot in the 20th century. Yeah, like, go home. (laughs) He hasn't been here a lot lately. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah we're gonna get into this it's a little bit of a um a bore in some areas Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna do my best to kind of uh make it lively for you guys all right let's see how that goes all right so we start off with issue one and already there's already some action. Our heroes are being blasted. They're flying through the air. Uh, the ground was just, or they've been shot at by some uh, mechanical turrets. Mm-hmm. So uh, on our team, we have Starhawk. He's a self-proclaimed one who knows. Uh, he has the power of light and shares his body with a woman named Alita. Uh, if you guys have seen Guardians Galaxy Volume 2, mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone plays Starhawk. Uh, they don't look too much the same in the book and the uh, movie, but in the book he has like a tight blue suit, full body, and he has like almost looks like butterfly wings that come out of. They're like more angular butterfly wings, mm-hmm. but from like top of his head to like the back of his or the top of his back, and then from there bigger ones that go down to his ankles. Okay, but they're like beams of light almost. Um, and he shares a body with Alita. Alita is also a has the same powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, but she's just a woman, and her suit looks different. Uh, then we have Nikki. She's the last child of the Earth colony on Mercury. Uh, she has superhuman agility and is an expert marksman. And she is a smaller girl, uh, slender f- uh, frame, mm-hmm. but she has like almost like charcoal brown skin and she has flames on her head uh and she has like a wrist uh laser a wrist watch (laughs) just a regular watch uh followed by charlie 27 he's the last survivor of earth's jupiter colony uh he's genetically enhanced to be super strong and durable uh he just is like this big 
hulking looking white guy mm. but he's very wide like it looks like someone just got a picture of like a buzz cut military guy and made mm. him really tall and then stretched him out yeah i uh, i think it's contest of champions era that we read yeah i think so and then we also have uh martin x he also goes by marty He's a sole survivor of Earth's uh, Earth's colony on Pluto, and he can shoot blasts of heat from his right hand, but and also blasts of cold from his left hand. And he's like he looks like he's just made of like crystal. Yeah. Um, he's also in Volume Two. He hangs around with Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie Twenty Seven is also in the movie, but at the end at Yondu's funeral. Mm. Um, I don't know. Yeah, who else that. is in it? I th- think i don't think anybody else is in it uh do 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 and then lastly we have yondu uh, actually not lastly but we have yondu yeah uh different from the movies again mm-hmm. uh this one he is a he's the last son of earth's extra st- uh interstellar colony uh he can control an arrow with his whistle just like the movie yeah um and then lastly, we have Vance Astro. So he's been alive for a thousand years. He's from Earth. Uh, and he has psychokinesis powers uh, and a full body suit that protects his body because he's been alive for so long. Mm-hmm. And so back to the actual battle. The team destroys the automated, ooh, excuse me. The team destroys the automated turrets and off planet a ship of. We jump to a ship and a voice proclaims that he's interested in who keeps destroying his equipment because this is the second turret already that's been destroyed in a, in a week. Uh, we jump or we then zoom out and we see that the voice belongs to Taserface. If again, if you guys have seen volume two, Taserface, um, surprisingly, this one looks stupider than the one that's in the movie. Yeah, I, I also I did I didn't read the story, but I did read that I think this was uh, the first appearance of Taserface ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this, he looks uh, kind of Iron Man e. Mm-hmm. He has red and yellow armor. Um, he has like a laser cannon on one hand. Uh, he has like one of those old school warrior like high ponytails, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Yeah, so he he's gonna be a for the longest time. I thought I legit thought that they had just made Taserface up for the movie. <laughs> I I never even thought to like check into it because <laughs> see it just seems like such a ridiculous name. It really would have been made for the movie, like just based off of how ridiculous shit was. I'm pretty sure if you would have read this in the '90s too, you would have thought that's a stupid name. Yeah, <laughs> there's there's no time frame where this is like a cool ass name. <laughs> I want to be Taserface for Halloween. And so we jump back to the planet, and we find out we're on a planet called uh, Kurog. Um, so we jump back to the planet, and the team tries to communicate with the locals and asks them about a clue that will lead them uh, to their ultimate goal, which they're looking for. A uh, big surprise, the shield. Mm-hmm. Um, but they there's all these clues that they have to find, and obviously this clue brought them to this planet, so... They're trying to talk to the uh, locals, but the locals are very hesitant, mm-hmm. almost as if like they had seen them before, and they're like, "Look, we don't want any trouble. Like, just go." Yeah. Um, and so 
Marty and Yandu head back to the ship uh, to enter some data in to the computer. And then Yandu uh, does some soul searching and uh, he needs to kind of reconnect with his his culture and uh, everything to kind of figure out what's going on. Uh, Starhawk metamorphosizes into Alita. And so every time they switch, they share the same body, but they kind of like just melt into one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but she hasn't been free in a while. So you've been kind of keeping her in there. So is this like uh, Captain Marvel and Rick Jones kind of thing? No, can... those two switch places. Mm-hmm. These two literally just. They're just in the same body. They're just in the same body. Okay. And they can't just willingly switch over? mm Okay. So he's been keeping her in there for God knows how long. And it seems like a lot of the team doesn't really even want Starhawk there in the mm. first place. And they like Alita a lot better. Uh, so he turns into her. And then back on the ship, Yondu and Marty go on a spirit journey. And Yondu comes to realize that uh, somehow they are linked with the heroes of the 20th century. So Captain America, the Thing, mm-hmm. the Avengers. They're, they're always linked. They're always doing stuff that they have to go back and help them out or get help from them. Yeah. And so Yondu is like, isn't this a little weird? Like there's always something. And Marty's like, I think you're just looking into it too much. Like you're always doing that. And so they decide to, uh, to go back planet side, uh, back with the team. They all think it, uh, this hunt that they're on is all like mumbo jumbo. They're like, we don't know what we're looking for. Every time we, find or we're supposed to find clues we don't find anything all we find is destruction and the villagers on the planet or the people are always just really apprehensive and don't want to talk to us Mm. um but vance is very like he knows it's real and he believes there's actually people who are searching for what they're looking for too and they're just getting to everything quicker than they can get to it and so they just feel like Vance feels like they're always just one step behind the mm-hmm. other team. Um, just as they're talking, Taserface teleports in and catches them by surprise. He's very good at what he does, mm-hmm. and so he's able to catch uh, Yondu and uh, Vance uh, off guard very quickly and take them out the game. And it takes the rest of the team, pretty much all of them, putting in all their their work just to subdue him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they finally get him down, but then on a further away ship, uh, it, they receive notice that Taserface has been subdued and that they need to send more troops down there to uh, basically retaliate for Taserface being taken out. Uh, we then find out that that group is called the Stark, which will come into something fairly soon. So that's the end of issue one. Uh, issue two... Starts with the epic battle between the Stark and the Guardians. The Stark are more than enough for the team, and they're barely holding their own against them. Um, during the fight, Vance is injured uh, when his suit is slashed, so it exposes his thousand-year-old skin to the elements. It hasn't been touched by anything in over a thousand years, so it starts to like boil and like melt away, and it's causing him like extreme pain. I'm just uh, realizing that things are. Uh, I'm piecing things together. As you go along with the <laughs> taser faces, color of his suit, and then the Starks. Mm-hmm. And so, 
uh, Marty is able to help uh, Vance by freezing the patch on his uh, suit, mm-hmm. but the the damage is already done and he can't use his his arm. So he's really only fighting with one arm, which he really doesn't matter because he uses his psychokinesis powers anyways. Yeah. But he, he's basically uh, crippled by that attack. Uh, Yondu is punched so hard he goes flying through a building <laughs> and the, uh, and is knocked unconscious and the occupants in there seem to want revenge against him. Uh, we then cut to a space, to cut to space and we see uh, Galactus's old herald Fire Lord flying through space in search of really just anything he needs to destroy. <laughs> he's now the protector of the universe, so he's just really on patrol. Um, he flies past the ship, but since... Uh, oh, no, that's later. Uh, he's flying through space, and then we see that he's being watched by uh, Uatu, the Watcher. And Uatu decides to give us a rundown of what's been going on. And so we find out that uh, the Starks are actually... Not descendants, but they're using Iron Man's tech. So at some point in a future timeline of the 20th century, mm-hmm. uh, planet Earth was attacked by Martians. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, as much as our heroes tried, they weren't able to uh, defeat the, the Martians. So as like a failsafe, Iron Man was like, I'm not letting any of my tech or my suits fall into the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. So he throws everything onto a ship and just shoots it into space uh he uses the sun as like a slingshot to just catapult it into like the depths of space mm. hoping that no other civilizations can capture it and use its tech to maybe you know. don't send it to the other <laughs> civilizations and so it flies into space um after a few hundred years it finally crash lands on this planet and this planet is just full of just primitive people um they don't really they don't have any sort of technology. Mm. So when it crashes, they're like really scared of it and they don't want to be near it. Yeah. But another hundred years goes by and they finally decide that they're going to like open the ship and see what's in there. Mm. So they see all of his suits, all of his tech and everything. Um, slowly but surely they start incorporating it into like their evolution mm. of their race. And so uh, a few hundred years later, uh, the whole civilization is basically built off of Tony Stark's um, technology. And then they become like this warrior race because they've stripped their planet of all their natural resources. Mm -hmm. They become like these barbarians that just use the tech to go to other planets and strip them of their resources. Um, And so if you see any of them, they all have like these very Iron Man-esque, not fully Iron Man, but you can tell influences there. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just go around to different planets and just enslave the people, take their resources, move on to the next one, all just to kind of fulfill the, their gods. Uh, I wonder if there's any other superhero whose like powers or tech has like caused as much damage as Tony Stark's has in different stories. And his main goal is not to cost. Yeah. But it's like, even in the, the Judgment Day stuff that's going on right now, like, part of the reason they're in that situation is because of Tony. Yeah. It's always him. Yeah. He just can't stop himself from, like, testing his own theory. And so, yeah. Now we're in the 31st century present time. Mm-hmm. And the Starker... Uh, 
they're just warlords at this point. Um, they're a, uh, a f- woman-run society, so all the women are like generals or high-ranking people, and the men are like the the slaves and do all the work and everything. And so, uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> okay. And so we jump back to the planet. The battle's still going on. Um, and because the... Basically, Taserface showed up because the Stark were going to start mining that planet. Mm-hmm. But because the Guardian showed up looking for the clue, the Stark was like, we're not having anybody come here to like ruin our, our money plans. Like, you guys leave or you die. Mm-hmm. And it didn't look like they were going to leave, so they're going to die. And so Charlie realizes that the Stark um, are vicious, but they take all the. They don't really attack any of the women on the team. So Nikki and Alita are. Or Nikki is not really having any trouble. She's able to just kind of get pick dudes off because they're fighting other team members. Mm-hmm. And so he Charlie yells out for Starhawk to turn into Alita, um, because that'll kind of give them an. So. One of the downfalls of the transformation between Starhawk and Alita, though, is that she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't see what's happening prior or have any knowledge of what's happening prior. Mm. So when they transform and she comes in, she's just, like, thrown in to the battle. She has no idea what's going on. And so all she sees is this warrior flying at her. And so she asks, which sends her crashing down to the ground and kills the, the warrior. And so she's kind of, she's, she's sad at the moment, but after that, it's like, no one talks about this. At <laughs> <all>. <laughs> um, so back on the Stark ship, the uh, general on the ship uh, has her men bring in an unconscious taser face. And because of his failures, strips him of his name, which is like taking his honor away. Hmm. So now he has no honor. He has no name. He's pretty much just nothing to this, uh, uh, civilization she tells him the only way he can restore it is by bringing alita to her alive and to kill the rest of the team i cut back to the still unconscious yondu uh the villager takes yondu's knife and is about to slit his throat uh because previously a figure that looks like that looked like yondu Mm. had killed this villager's brother Mm. and because of that he wants to take revenge but he can't do it like it's just not in his nature um back on the battlefield Taserface reappears and he plays the sneak card he sneaks up behind nikki uh puts her in a chokehold and has his blaster to her head and mm. says either surrender or she dies um marty and uh i believe vance have to make a quick decision because all it is is trigger pull and nikki's gone yeah. so marty freezes both of them and that gives them enough time to kind of think about what they're going to do. Uh, elsewhere on the battlefield, Alita is surrounded, and uh, her the plan of them not attacking women is kind of coming to an end. They're mm. starting to kind of be like, all right, nobody else to attack, so we have to go <laughs> after the women. Uh, so she decides to switch places with Starhawk, but in the split second of their transformation, uh, they're just bombarded with all this blaster fire and everything. And so their transformation... Uh, causes this huge explosion of light and uh, we don't really see what happens at the end. Mm. So that's the end of issue two. Issue three, 
Um, it's titled Split Decision, but it should be titled Split Second Decision because a lot of decisions are happening split second. Uh, the issue opens with uh, we see Marty had frozen Taser facing Nikki solid to buy them some time. Uh, we then see Alita crashing back down to the ground after she's hit with the blaster fire. Uh, as Vance comes over to check on Alita, he's alarmed to see not only Alita laying on the ground, but also Starhawk. So now they're mm. split. Doesn't necessarily say why they split or anything, but mm. now they're just two people. Interesting. Uh, the team rushes over to check the pair and see that Starhawk is fully awake, but he seems to be uh, being called. Like, there's something, like, that just wakes him up and he's like, I gotta go. Mm-hmm. So he flies off the battlefield and just flies into space, and everybody's like, what the hell? <laughs> so Vance tries to shoot him down with a, a psycho blast, but he misses him. And they're like, fine, good riddance. This guy is, like, not good. Uh, and Alita is in, like, a coma-like state, so they can't get her up. Um, but they send her back to the ship to recover. So real quick, when they were switching, they I know they shared the same body, but did their appearance change when they switched? Yeah, so Starhawk has, like, a blue, like I mentioned, a blue yeah. suit and everything. Alita is wearing, like, a very skin-tight, like, <laughs> very V-neck uh, open... A suit. I think she has like a small cape, blonde hair. Okay. Um, they look nothing alike. It's not like they're like twins or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but and her suit's like black and white, and so like there's really no resemblance between the two. But they share uh, similar powers. Okay. Uh, where was I? Yeah. So then we cut back to Yandu. He's finally awakening, awakening uh, on the floor of the hut, uh, and he's asking the villager why. He wants to kill him, and the villager explains that someone who looked just like you uh, murdered my brother, and I need to take revenge. Yandu is confused because he think, as far as he knows, he's the only one of his race that still exists. And so he's like, if there's another of me, I would sense that, that person around. Mm-hmm. So he tells the villager, I have to go help my friends, but after the battle, I'm going to come talk to you, and we needed to get to the bottom of who this other person was. Mm-hmm. And so he jumps back into the fight, and then we cut to deep space. Uh, far from the fight, we see a mysterious ship is patrolling the cosmos as Fire Lord flies by. He sees the ship, and he decides, okay, it's because Fire Lord's looking for the Stark. So he's like, okay, this ship isn't Stark technology, so um, I'll let them be. And then the ship decides, we don't want any trouble with Fire Lord, so just let him fly by and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Back in the fight, Marty and Vance are able to save Nikki uh, by melting the ice around her first. And then as soon as Marty uh, unfreezes all the rest of the ice... Uh, Vance hits Taserface with a brain blast and knocks him unconscious again. And then uh, the team figures out at this point they need to count their blessings and they decide to teleport back to the ship. So everyone hits their teleporters except for Charlie. And he's like, I'll buy you guys some time. Just go. And so he takes the rest of the, the warriors and fights them off. Eventually he makes it back to his ship. And he brings a, uh, an unconscious commander of the Stark with them, or with him, uh, as a bargaining chip. Uh, Vance now has an adamantium cast on his arm, which allows him uh, to move his arm still, and he has no pain. So it's just a quick fix, but 
it's still working for him because adamantium is, as we know, one of the strongest metals, uh, which I thought only on Earth in That's the books, right. but I, apparently it's very strong it's in space, flo- too. <laughs> floating around in space. <laughs> uh, Alita finally wakes up from her coma, and everyone's happy to see her back. They seem not to care for Starhawk that he's gone, but the celebrations cut quick when the Stark ship arrives and demands that they surrender or die. Uh, The team tries to bargain with the Stark, but they don't take the bait, willing to give up their commander, uh, commander's life, just to get rid of the Guardians uh, for causing them so much embarrassment. Uh, We then cut to Starhawk, who's coming back from his uh, quest. We don't know where he went. But he's flying, and he can fly almost or faster than the speed of light. So he's flying in, and just as he makes it back to the space above the battle, he sees uh, the guardian ship get destroyed, mm-hmm. and he thinks his team's on there. So he's like freaking out. He's like, "Damn, I'm like literally a millisecond away, and they're gone." So that's where issue number three ends, and issue number four. Uh, shows us the meeting with Starhawk and Fire Lord. So uh, Starhawk had Beacon, Fire Lord, to come and help them. Mm-hmm. And so when Fire Lord gets there, he sees Starhawk is already engaged with the Stark ship, and so he decides to help. But Starhawk jumps in front of his fire blast and is like, no, this is not what I need you to help with. Mm-hmm. What I need you with is down on the planet. And so uh, he sends him down to the planet, and then when we get to the planet, we see the Guardians are there. So they had teleported before their ship exploded back down to the planet. Okay. Um, but as they get down to the planet, who do they leave there um, but Taserface? And he's... So <laughs> he lost his honor before, or got defeated, got taken to the Stark ship, got sent back to the planet, got taken out again. <laughs> and when everybody left, they just left him there. <laughs> Uh, and so when they go back to the planet, he's still there and he's like, you guys took everything from me. I'm not letting anybody leave here until you're all dead. (laughs) And so he's, he's like pulling out all the guns. Like he's going full power on everybody. They're still able to hold their own, but like, they're like, (laughs) we're tired of dealing with this dude. (laughs) So then fire Lord comes back or comes down to the, the planet and he's like, I was told to come help. And so he chops off uh, Taserface's arm and then lights him on fire. And then they're just like, cool. I'm good. That was all we needed. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, so fully en- engulfed in burning cosmic flames, this seems to be the last of Taserface. Uh, we now go to a faraway planet, and we see a team of treasure hunters called Force, uh, made up of a team called... Uh, Including Photon. She is the same race as Yondu. Uh, Broadside. She's this big uh, orange woman. Basically, uh, so Photon, uh, she can shoot laser beams from her eyes and fly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Broadside, she can take a planet's gravity and channel that into her strength and durability. Um, And then there's a character named 85. He, that's his only name, uh, but he's the, I forgot his exact wording that he uses, but he is, like, the best at controlling magnetism. So he's essentially <laughs> Magneto. Uh, there's someone named Brawl uh, who can become intangible, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Scanner. He's like a lizard guy who can track anybody. And then there is Tachyon. Uh, essentially, they can move at speed faster than the speed of light and can take in any energy mm-hmm. and then return it back at double the force. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they're led by their leader, Interface, who can uh, manipulate anything on the molecular le- molecular level. Yeah. Uh, so they're in the process of pillaging a planet for the next clue that they need. So we find out that this is the team that's one step ahead of the Guardians in finding what they're looking for. Okay. Uh, since the Guardians no longer have a ship, they decide to take the one belonging to the Stark that they all took out. Uh, they offer Fire Lord a spot on the team, but he declines, instead taking up an honorary spot in case the team needs him. Uh, he then off- nonchalantly offers the last clue to the team on where they need to go. Um, he says it's a like a a, a planet uh, circling a a dark star, and they're like, "Okay, we we know where to go now, so let's go." They all, and so since they took the Stark ship, they decide to name it. And they name it the Captain America 2. And that's the end of issue 4. Issue 5. Uh, yeah, so the team gave, or Fire Lord gave them the, the clue. Uh, when they arrive on the planet, they're welcomed by the planetary uh, network known as Mainframe. And so Mainframe is, basically tells them, I know what you're here for, but I need to know if you guys are worthy of the ultimate prize for it. Mm. And so what happens is that he basically puts them in like almost like contest champions. So he puts two and two. So the first one we have uh, Marty and Charlie versus broadside and brawl. Okay. And so they're transported to like this, like this, I don't know what you would call it, but it's like a giant room. It looks like maybe we're like, like a missile silo or something. And, Mm. It's completely smooth, like almost like glass, um, and and extremely like durable. And so, uh, Marty and Charlie are there, and then Broadside and Brawl show up. And Broadside is like, "Ooh, like Charlie, you looking good? Like, <laughs> why don't we? We don't have to fight. You know, we can just get to know each other." And this dude like backhands her, like legit, like it says slap. <laughs> And she turned around and or like he slaps her and she he's like, Yeah, any backhand will put anybody out. But I know she has like super strength, so this will put her down for at least a second. Mm. But she just like turned around and she's like holding her cheek. She's like, You slapped me. And he's just like, uh <laughs> <laughs> And so she tells him, you know, I can channel the gravity of any planet I'm on. So she like does that and punches him and he flies like a mile through like all these walls um as soon as he hits the end of the wall he is teleported away Mm. and keep in mind i didn't mention this prior but uh mainframe just teleports them away like mid-sentence like they're like talking and then all of a sudden two people are gone uh and so that leaves marty and brawl to fight Mm. um marty and brawl had fought before um i believe during the korvac saga um, but now Brawl's powers have increased. Mm. And so he's still going to turn intangible. Um, but Marty, for some reason, doesn't remember that. So he's trying to shoot him with these blasts, but they're not getting hit. And so Brawl keeps sh- 
like shooting him and each time marty gets shot like piece of his of his crystal body fall off which mm-hmm. is like his flesh yeah so like he's getting hit and he's getting thrown and each time more and more of it's coming off and right as brawl is about to lay the like the ending blow he, marty's transported away back to where they returned mm-hmm. uh charlie's already there so when he sees marty like almost lifeless he's like freaking out he's like oh shit he's dead yeah and then uh but everyone else has already kind of like been transported away so after that uh we then go with yondu and nikki and they're going to fight photon and uh scanner and they're transported to like a rocky planet Hmm. so yondu and photon because of the same race they yondu doesn't want to fight her he just wants answers like where have you been? We need to, you know, we can save our people if you just work with me. Mm. She's like, I've cut our people off so long ago. I don't care what happens to any of you. Like, you guys never helped me, and I'm just my own person now. Yeah. And Yandu is just like, but I need you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody in so long. <laughs> uh, Nikki and uh, Scanner, because he's like a, he looks like a dinosaur almost, he can track anybody no matter what if they're hiding or anything he can see through walls every all that mm-hmm. um nikki has had past experiences with uh the brood which are if you guys don't know are almost like the insect like almost like lizard type aliens they're very scary looking um but she had run-ins with them in the past so she is very not hesitant but like does not like any lizard looking people yeah so she knows he's tracking her. So she's running through the rocks and everything, leading him somewhere. Uh, and eventually she gets him right where she wants him and is able to shoot like these overhanging rocks to fall on him. Mm-hmm. And he's down and she breaks off a branch and is about to kill him. But right before she does that, she's teleported away. Uh, Yondu and uh, Photon are fighting. Well, she's fighting him. He's just kind of, like, trying to defend himself and not yeah. really fighting back. But uh, eventually he gets teleported away. And then that's the end of issue five. And this is the last one? Yeah. Okay. Issue six, uh, we see Starhawk and Alita versus 85 and Tachyon. Oh, they're separated again. I forgot. Yeah. Okay. So they're, like, in, like, this maze of, like looks like a warehouse like a or like a a tower being built that's not completely like mm. it's just still beams um starhawk and alita have like a little conversation where he calls her his wife yeah. and she says don't call me that you've kept me you know inside for so long and you, you you're the reason our children are dead and he's like i didn't kill the kids and she's mm. like well you didn't stop it <laughs> and so she, okay <laughs> So you just like the other team just sitting across from it. <laughs> oh, like, man. so are we fighting or uh... what are we supposed to be doing here? Is it a therapy session? <laughs> so then uh eighty five goes after Alita and then Tachyon uh goes after Starhawk. And from the very beginning, uh eighty five has upper hand mm-hmm. because for some reason every time they show him using his powers, he's bending like not like steel plates. It just looks like a chunk of metal that he just bends the same same way each time. <laughs> and so he's like explaining to her 
or more inner dialogue while he's fighting her, but he wraps her up in like a, a ball of metal mm-hmm. and he explains that uh, he's a, a pink Cree and the pink Cree were enslaved by the blue Cree. Um, and then they were put into like cells and just used as like slave labor and took away their names and everything. That's why his name's 85 because that's mm-hmm. all they gave him. And so as he's like telling himself all this, and he sees that he's wrapped Alita up in this like metal ball and he's going to kill her. He's like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm like, I'm just as bad as the blue Cree. Like I can't do this to someone. So he opens the ball. And, but by the time, um, Alita was already teleported back to the ship. Uh, Tachyon, uh, Starhawk tries to shoot a light beam at them, but it gets sent back to him and hits him two times as hard. Yeah. And every time he tries to do that, Tachyon, or every time he tries to hit 85, Tachyon just moves in the same way and shoots it back. Yeah. So he, Starhawk comes to the realization, like, maybe I just don't do anything. Like, Tachyon doesn't interact with anybody unless they're shooting beams at them. So he just doesn't do anything at all. Uh, and so before he's able to even, like, try to attack 85 just, like, hand-to-hand, yeah. he's teleported away. So then we get back to the planet, and now both teams are just in a room. Uh, one team on one side, like, sitting in, like, it looks like jury, like they're in a jury or something. <laughs> one team on one side, the other team on the other. Uh, Vance, Astro, is standing, like, out of the jury stand. And uh, what's that guy's name? Fuck. Uh, not mainframe, interface. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's standing on the other side, and between them is Captain America's shield. So mainframe says, uh, "Whoever is the most honorable or will deserve the shield." Mm-hmm. And so mainframe, because he can change molecular structure, he automatically just removes the adamantium cast from Vance's arm, and Vance is like, "He can't do anything." <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Vance is down. Uh, interface picks up the shield and he's just like now I can control anybody so he picks it up and he starts and he looks at the guardians and he's like you are all gonna like follow my bidding and then they're all just like looking at him like oh this guy and he's like no one's like listening to me like where's the button on this thing that gives me control (laughs) or like so he's like flipping it around and like Charlie's just like this really like this is what we're doing and then interface is just like well He's like, this is stupid. There, there's no like control on this. Like, mm. it's just a piece of metal. So he tosses it down. Vance, in all of his pain and agony, crawls over to it, and then picks it up and gives this whole Captain America spiel of, you know, this was a shield held by a man who stood for freedom and justice, not just for America but for everybody, no matter where you come from. Mm. Everyone deserves to be treated equal. Um, and he just gives, like, this whole Captain America's shield. And I don't know if it gives him power or if it's just, like, placebo. But he's able to stand and he holds the shield high. Mm-hmm. And he becomes the owner of Captain America's shield. Uh, mainframe teleports everybody back to their respected places. And then we f- and the Guardians are talking to Mainframe, saying this was all just a test to see who's able to get the shield. And Mainframe says, yeah. And Vance is like, well, I knew this is what you always had planned, Vision. And we find out that Mainframe is actually Vision. And so 
after the whole Martian war, uh, there was a, a story or not a story, but a legend or something of a group of mutants that had, uh, tried to escape the extermination and became a colony elsewhere. And so vision, after all the heroes were defeated, decided I'm going to go try to find those mutants. He found this planet that was like totally void of people, but their technology was still active and working. So he decided to put himself into the machinery to try to find this, uh, colony of mutants mm. and eventually he found them but he just decided to stay in the planet and um, be the protector of Captain America's shield for anybody he felt was worthy enough to carry it and so he's been he's the one who set up like all the clues and everything like that yeah <clears throat> and so now that Vance uh, has the shield they can finally go about doing guardian stuff and being the guardian to the galaxy and that's the end I like that one it wasn't too bad. It was, I I liked it because it had like a lot of like the the callbacks to like the Stark and like Visions there and Captain America Shield and yeah. it wasn't too, like corny and like the way it did it. Mm. It kind of made sense in some areas, um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. It was just kind of funky that the first four issues didn't really tackle anything about the yeah. Shield, and then they wrapped it up super quick. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like that one. I'm gonna, uh, um, I'm gonna give that one a, a bomb this week. You wanna give it a bomb? Yeah. I think I wanna give it a bomb too. Yeah, that was good. It was short. You know, we got some backstory, got some characters. Um, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, that was. That was good to actually have one that we liked. This yeah, time. very the last rare. couple. <laughs> the last couple of stories we've done were just kind of duds. But that one, yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Um, I realized last week I, I didn't tell anybody what books were coming out. Oh, yeah. Then, then I told myself I was going to do it this week and then forgot again. Um, so I, I'll run through the list real quick. But um, let's see. Oh, one thing is that I was I I read while you were going through the story was that uh, Starhawk and Alita were actually adopted brother and sister first, mm. and uh, because Alita's father was kind of like a a shitty person, like kind of forced them off into their own thing, and then they ended up traveling together, falling in love, and then marrying each other. Ah. Uh. Yeah, yeah. That that was nowhere in the story. <laughs> no, no. I think that I think it was years before that. Something that also in the story is like I I want to say the first because this is like Guardians of the Galaxy issues one through six. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say like maybe like the first three issues, they have to keep reminding you who each character is and where they come from, and it's just like. Charlie 27 from Mercury's Earth Colony and this and that. I'm like, we know. We get it. And then, you know, when they put, like, the editor, like, oh, read issue so-and-so. Yeah. It's like they, they're like, if you didn't read this issue, why am I on issue four and I didn't read the first three? I, hey, this is not the place to start. <laughs> you don't need to keep telling me that I didn't read the first three because I did. Every week I go by comic books, there's stories that are, like, on number 39, 27, 82, 
I'm not starting yeah. there. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is not the place to start. <laughs> but I just a, a segue into the comic books uh, that I go buy every week. Mm-hmm. So this week, um, we got. Oh, this is last week. Sorry, my bad, y'all. Uh, we got a new Blade comic. Number one? Yeah, Blade Vampire Nation, number one. Uh, we got a, oh, the Captain America Winter Soldier special, uh, like an annual, is coming out. We got Demon Wars, Shield of Justice, number one. Gambit, number five. I didn't love that one. Uh, Gold Goblin, number one. I want to read that. Yeah. I'm super behind on everything right now. Something I haven't read at all. I just finished Judgment Day today or yesterday. What issue of Judgment Day are we on? I just finished. Oh, it's just done? Yeah, number six. I never read. I got to read five still. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I won't say anything then. Okay. And then last week, Judgment Day Omega. Uh, yeah, Judgment Day Omega. Like the how everything's happening after mm. the end of it. Uh, that came out last week. Uh, what did I say? Gold Goblin number one, Immortal X-Men number eight, Iron Man 25, uh, Murder World Avengers number one. That's coming out this week. Uh, Namor the Submariner, Conquered Shores number two. Uh, the first one was pretty good. So if, That's uh, the, like, one where the, like, the world's flooded. Yeah. The first one was pretty good, so if you guys have a chance to go back, uh, it came out a few weeks ago, so I'm sure your comic book, your local comic book store has the first one still. Um, Check that out. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, number five. She-Hulk, number eight. Uh, There's a couple Star Wars ones. Dr. Aphra, number 26. Han Solo and Chewbacca, number seven. Uh, Star Wars Hidden Empire, number one. Uh, Thunderbolts number four. Those have been pretty good. Thunderbolts. Yeah. Uh, Ultraman: The Mystery of Ultra Seven number four. Don't know what that one's about. And Wakanda number two. I didn't love the first issue of the Wakanda one, um, so I probably won't be going back for number two. But and there's some digital chapters on uh, Marvel Unlimited that are coming out. And that's pretty much it for this week. Some some variant covers, some trade paperbacks. Um, for those of you who didn't get uh, Judgment Day or you can't find the past issues, I think I read that the trade paperback is coming out in February or March. So you might have to wait if you want to get it all in one place. But, uh, I mean, at that point, I mean, yeah, I guess if you like paperbacks and stuff. Yeah. I I think the first, I want to say the first one or two are on Marvel Unlimited already. So just go there. $9.99 a month, yo. Did you know that there's points you can earn? Mm Mm-hmm. And you can cash those points in for stuff? For rewards and stuff. I, I don't know how, like, do you just get points for reading or? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like 50, if. Uh, if you sign up your Marvel account, uh, Marvel has like a, I think it's called Marvel Insider. Mm. Um, 
you can you get points for I believe every book you read. Oh, I think it's like fifty points or something like that. And then I think it's like once a week or once every couple of weeks they have like different things. So like if you read this series, this limited series, um, then you'll get like two hundred fifty points or. And then it, uh, when you go on to like the rewards page, there's ways to get more points. You can get, uh, they have articles that you can read. You can get 250 points or 500 points. Hmm. Or if you watch a video that they have there, you can get points for that. Um, and then with your, if you buy actual comic books in the stores, they have those digital com or the digital codes. So you can get the digital copy of it. Um, when you submit your codes to get the digital copy, you get points for those as well. Oh. And then with uh, bigger stories or like beginnings of events and stuff like that, uh, you might get more points for uh, the comic. Like the Spider-Man one that just came out to start the Spider-Verse one. Mm -hmm. um, I got a thousand points for the oh. for redeeming the <clears throat> digital version of it. Oh. Yeah, because yeah, I saw like a few weeks ago that there's like a a new variant um, Marvel Legends figure, like mm -hmm. a new variant Daredevil that you can cash in the points to get. Yeah. So I was like wondering like, because I remember at, at some point I think I like found the page to get the points, but yeah. it wanted you to like sign in to like all this other stuff. And when you, uh, if you all redeem your digital copies, uh, at, usually at the top, on the left, it'll ask you to sign in, and then you sign in, you submit your codes or whatever, but then right above where it says sign in, once you've signed in, your name will be right there, and then you just click on that part, or I think it says like Marvel Insider above that or whatever, but you click on that, and then it'll take you to the page with like the rewards uh, where you can get more points, stuff like that, and then... The, the prizes, the rewards and stuff aren't the greatest stuff. Uh, it's mostly like digital copies of uh, certain comic books, some wallpapers and stuff for your phone. Um, but if you get enough points, which is a lot of points, but if you get enough, you can make your own uh, reading list on Marvel Unlimited and they'll post it. Oh. Um, and then I think if you get like 700,000 points, uh, they'll draw you into a comic book. So, um, I'm not like a background character in like one page. You're standing in the back, <laughs> just posing. Yeah, if I could do that, I would. Yeah, I would think I would too. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, if I had the points for that, I would definitely do it. <laughs> like, hey, I don't need even need you guys in the air to give me words. Just random panels, just have me in the back, just doing random <laughs> poses. I'm fine with it. But I have like. <clears> One <throat> hundred thirty-nine thousand points or something. Damn. Yeah. You're almost there. Almost there. <laughs> well, you know, there's six hundred thousand, y'all, and I'm in there. It's gonna be me with uh, just a straight head, a full gray hair. <laughs> That's when I'm finally gonna actually get to that. But it, yeah, it's cool. It's I've I've redeemed. They'll have like contests and stuff on there where that you can uh, redeem some of your points for like entries. Um, so there was a Black Panther one a few weeks, uh, maybe a month ago or something. I redeemed. I don't remember what it was, but it was cool. Yeah, look into that. Yeah. 
So go ahead and check that out, y'all. Get that Marvel Unlimited app so you guys can read along with us. Because I, I don't think that tons of your tons of you or your parents have copies of these books just laying around. I can't imagine they do. And if they do, they're not letting you read it. <laughs> so just get on that <laughs> Marvel Unlimited app. Get in there. Read this stuff with us. The story was good. Next week we got... Uh, so uh, in the 60s, there was an event for uh, the beginning of the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. I somehow missed it. Never got around to it. Um so I'm gonna do that because it's it could have been an event, but it wouldn't have made too much sense to give it its own episode, honestly. Um, so I'm gonna do that part and uh, the return of the Sinister Six, which is about there's about thirty years difference mm. between the two of them, between the start of them and then them actually teaming back up again as the Sinister Six. There's about thirty years between there. So I'm doing both together. Nice. Yeah. And I'll tell you, those those villains are pretty stupid. <laughs> but uh, we'll get into that next week. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for coming back again. Thank you, guys. Always appreciate. We always appreciate it. We always appreciate some feedback, some comments. Tell us what you're reading, if anything. Uh, go check out your local comic book shop. Shout out to uh, everybody at Crush Comics. Those people are cool as hell over there. Um, I'm sad I missed that party a few weeks ago, but I, I just couldn't make it. Neither could I. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's that's all I got. All right, we'll let's wrap it, it up. Let's call it quits here. All right, everybody, stay Bye. safe out there. Talk to Bye-bye. you later. Bye. Bye.